With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sports on ESPN 960. This is something special for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. Welcome in Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Curdle broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com. Got a great show for you as always. Keep us locked in on that 960 AM dial. You can stream us from the website, ESPN960Sports.com. The TuneIn app, the ESPN 960 app. You can, of course, uh, you can, of course download the app from the respective app stores. Always tell your smart speaker, hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports with Ben Curdle. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN 960 app. You can download the podcast as well. iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We appreciate it when you do. You can follow me on Twitter at Curdle Benjamin for all my questions and polls. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ESPN 960 Sports. The Chubby's Cafe Hotline is also open to Cougar fans. If you have any questions, you have anything you want us to, uh, to address, happy to do it, 844-442-0960. That's 844-442-0960. The Chubby's Cafe Hotline and call-in line, always open to Cougar fans. By the way, we're going to be at Chubby's Cafe later on this week on Thursday and then at Larry H. Miller uh, Chevrolet in Provo, at the Provo Auto Mall. On Friday, getting you prepped, getting you ready for the BYU Wyoming game. So, show up, uh, show out our fantastic tailgate event as well. The Cougar Sports Ultimate Tailgate event uh, starts about three, four hours prior to kickoff, and we're going to have Royal Army brand in attendance across the street at Lavelle Edwards Stadium at the Chevron. Would love to see you guys there and celebrate uh, a pregame uh, extravaganza with you as BYU prepares to fight off uh, the Cowboys of Laramie of Wyoming. That's right. Uh, can't wait for it, uh, but uh, always keep us locked in, guys. We've got a great show for you. Uh, can't wait to delve into a lot of the t- subjects and topics of the day. Uh, why don't we fire up the ESPN 960 starting lineup music, and I can I can introduce you to my co-host and the rest of the star set of cast that will be joining us for this Tuesday edition of Cougar Sports. My man, the past breakup king, has arrived once again to give all manner of Hot takes and commentaries. Maybe talk a little Bronco Mendenhall. What's the idyllic situation for Bronco Mendenhall? As he once again has declared he's ready to get back into coaching on his podcast. Uh, that is correct. Uh, whether it's ASU or Nebraska, he'd love to be anywhere coaching again. Let's welcome in former BYU great Brian Logan. What's up, Elo? What's up, man? How you doing? 
Good, good. How, how's your how's your mic levels here? How's your mic? A B C D E F G. You look good. You look good. All right, you were a little quiet, so I wanted to make sure you were good. I'm always quiet initially because I'm 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 naturally loud, normally loud, right? And so I feel like I have to speak gentle at first, so that I don't crack everybody's ear. Okay, I got you. I want to be one of those guys where you got to turn. Got to turn up. Yes, no, you got to turn you down. Turn down. When I'm on. Okay, I got and you. Th- but then when you talk, they got to turn it back up. <laughs> Below, Brian Logan, the past breakup king here in the house. Uh, you know, what's your initial uh, thoughts on where Bronco Mendenhall should be coaching? I mean, he's taking a sabbatical. He's out in Montana building a ranch, and uh, he's waiting for everything to die down. He's gonna. He, obviously, he's out for a year. I don't think he's going to be – I mean, he could get hired right now, but he won't actually maybe be coaching and be, you know, at the university maybe for the next few months. He may arrive in December mm-hmm. is when he'll be called to arms. You think he will be? I mean, he's stating it. He's he's one of the best coaches on the market right now with one of the best records. If you look at wins and losses, uh, architect of, of programs and of young men, Where's the idyllic location for Bronco Mendenhall coach? And, and we're not just talking about vacancies. We're talking about potential vacancies, too. Colorado could be a potential vacancy. Some people think Stanford could be a potential vacancy, depending on how their season turns out. Um, there, there, there's a variety of different uh, situations. We all see the coaching carousel always turning around. And, and uh, you have to also wonder, would Bronco want to be an analyst? Would he want to be an assistant coach? somewhere would he want to be a dc somewhere he has declared adamantly that his passion is is coaching up building up young men that's that's the place where he can be most impactful but what are your thoughts where's the idyllic location for bronco Mendenhall? you know what's interesting i was talking to uncle b about this mm-hmm. um during the game last week and uh he said bronco is is um is is I'm now I'm obviously summarizing, is a is a builder right? He's somebody who likes to come in where there is I don't want to say no foundation like that's a negative thing, but mm-hmm. the foundation is is level. It's 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 an opportunity where he can come and put his hands in something and really build something. Yeah, you know, and um, and so I th- I thought it was interesting because he said once it gets to a certain point. You know, his 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 hands are kind of off. Yeah, right. He kind of mm-hmm. wants to. Uh, he's kind of done with it. Sure. And on paper, it, it looks it it seems. I mean, that sounds right, right? Like, look what he did here at BYU. Look what he did at Virginia. Um, you know, once he took over both places, amazing uh, turnarounds, right? Like records, I think, with Virginia. You know, they what haven't been to a conference championship game mm-hmm. since. You know, Moses part of the rest, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. really good things. And then he kind of, he kind of, well, at least I took it. I took it from Uncle B, like, he kind of gets bored, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's out. He's out. I don't think necessarily he gets bored. I just think he gets to a certain point and he doesn't get the resources, right? Mm-hmm. And when you start from nothing and you build anything, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. And then what happens is like people go, oh, sh- oh, shoot, we can do this. Oh, we can be good. Oh my gosh, like we, sure. we're here. Yep. And then he goes, well, okay, if we want to go to the next level, I need A, B, C, D. 
And they go, well, you you got us to the next level with just A. Sure. And so then, you know, I think at, at that point, we all know how he operates, right? Like, you can't really tell him what to do. <laughs> and I'm not saying this in a negative way. He just, he has to steer his own ship. And if he can't, and he's very forward thinking, right? So he can see the future like, oh, shoot, you want me to, you know, get us to a New Year's Six game, but I can't get these type of, and I need these type of athletes, but I can't get them in, into school. You guys want to lower, you know, the criteria for GPA or admission, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, any school that is going to give him the resources and step out the way is 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 going to be a good fit. Just give him the resources, step out step the way, out and the let way. me do my thing. 100%. But there's not an ideal situation. There's not an ideal location. There's not an ideal geography. There's not an ideal culture. There's not an ideal type of player in a particular region where he's going to thrive at and be the most effective at. No, I don't think. I don't think so, man. Because like we know, we all know how Bronco. Well, well, people that know Bronco know Bronco, and and it's funny. Like I was talking to Nixon about this, and he was like, "Yo, you hear Bronco's podcast? You just go, look, you know, listen to it." I still, man, I still love that man. I was like, well, I'd die for him right now. <laughs> like, right now. If he wanted me to run yeah. into a brick wall, I'm doing it. You know sure. what I'm saying? And Nixon was like, hell yeah, me too. Wait, did I, I cussed. I cussed. It's all right, man. I get mixed up with BYU TV. Sorry, right, man. Um, anyway, so he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready too. Yeah. And so with that being said, I don't think there's any specific area that would benefit him more or less because that, that what he brings to the table is you buy in or you don't. Yeah, you you know this. Sure, you buy in or you don't, which means you like him or you don't like. I never met anybody that said I kind of like him uh, a little bit. So on this on Mondays and Tuesdays, I like him. Sundays, I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a all or nothing type of thing, and so I don't think somebody with that personality type um, and and that acceptance type would thrive or um, you know not thrive in a certain area. Mm-hmm. However. I would say his personality type is is really meant for the underdogs. Yeah, you know this. You're white corner. Yeah, well, you're yeah, white corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm five. Look, look, look. I'm five, I'm five six corner. That's <laughs> implicit. This, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't well, make sense. The thing is, Bronco never recruited me. He didn't recruit me. I just showed up. I just, I just showed up and said, "Hey, I, I I'm I'm willing to give you my talents if you so choose to to." Yeah. Allow my talents to be utilized. Right, 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 right. right he right. wasn't. No, it was. Paul Tidwell said he can come yeah. walk on. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Solid JUCO player, LDS kid. You'll do well here right. academically. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd love to see you come try out. Right. Sweet. Awesome. Man, nobody liked. No, no one cared about Ben Criddle coming to Brigham. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, I think what he likes more so than anything is accountability, discipline, and effort. Yeah. So wherever you find that amongst – that's where I, a lot of people think Nebraska is a great gonna, place. I was Nebraska. Because you get a type of football player, stereotypically, in Nebraska mm-hmm. that uh, you can mold, that's willing to buy in, that's willing to sacrifice, that's willing to give phenomenal effort uh, and, and execute the architected game plan. Yeah. So, and, and, it's, and it's, it's nothing really out there. 
um, I want I don't want to say it'd be similar to Brigham, but maybe if you were to compare just the the community and the culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it is that the only thing that's out there? What like in Nebraska? Is Nebraska football? Just football, baby. That's it. Right. Like, like I'm, I'm, it. I'm saying, like, University of Nebraska football. Yeah. Like, is that the only thing that people get to look forward to? Pretty much. Right? Like, what yeah. do we have? The Jazz? We got the Jazz. The we, jazz. we got who? We got... Yeah, yeah, It's more of a... Utah yeah, yeah, is yeah. just as much of a basketball state as it is a football state, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't really speak to um, basketball that much. But, I mean, when 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 the Jazz... When, when they're in... Um, the news or when something big is happening, I mean, obviously all eyes are there, but, but Nebraska is nothing really there. So I think he's familiar with that type of culture. Yeah. Right. That all eyes are on us. Like, it's not like going to Stanford or Cal, like nobody cares. Yeah. They don't even care. Mm-hmm. Literally. They don't even care. Yeah. About their own sports programs. Sure. They, they're, they're trying to cure cancer and you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> trying to do more than I that. Got problems. But I feel you on that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. bigger I, I, problems in life. Yeah, and and another another thing that Uncle B said was like, look, he likes to develop like I say builder, but that his exact words was was develop. He likes a development. Mm-hmm. And I think naturally you get when you get an underdog type of individual, it's somebody that is that 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 has to develop into something great because the guys that are recruited out of high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, like these five star mm-hmm. kids, they like they came out the womb with six packs and running four sure. four. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they don't have to do anything. But we had to, we had to work harder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? Because you're a white corner and I'm five six. I'm a five six corner. Is that why? Is that why are you laughing? <laughs> Bro, let me take. Can I tell you a quick story though? Mm-hmm. My high school coach on my senior plaque. <laughs> so we had like senior pitchers, right? Okay, and. One of the best high school coaches probably in the last 40 years, ton of mm-hmm. wins, and he said, on the back, he said, <laughs> I should I should pick a I don't know if I could say that. I don't want anyone getting canceled. No, but, no, but essentially no, said, like, if you were a different color, you'd be you'd be highly recruited. Facts. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. Because I shut down, like, multiple all-state wide receivers. Facts. And, you know, wasn't, you know we, we had a top. We were, like, the best defense in the state that mm-hmm. year. So anyway, see, well, see, I, I, I know what you need it. to do. What you needed to come out. I don't care how hot it was. <laughs> full sleeve. Full sleeve. You need to have eye black or a mask. I'm telling you, man. You, I wouldn't. If I was you, look. I got look. I got two kids that are halfway. I can say this. Yeah. I wouldn't show no white skin at all. If I were you, at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would wait to the last minute till like till I got recruited. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? For them to be like, oh, and even then I would have tanned. You know what I'm saying? I'd put some fake tan on. I'm half Mexican. All right, we, we got to move on from this. We got to move on to the next subject. Below by my side, Gavin Lee on the social, Bryce Larson behind the glass. Bryce, how you feel today, bro? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Good to be here. Opening segment. Uh, where do you where do you see uh, Bronco Mendenhall? Where can he be most effective? Yeah, I think Nebraska is is a good spot for him, and then uh, Stanford as well. You've seen what Stanford's been able to do recruiting LDS talent in the past, and I think if that comes up. If that job opens up, I think Stanford might be a good place. Maybe culturally it's not a great fit for Bronco, just the area. You know, I don't know that he'd want to go to California, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. I we'll like that. I it. like Stanford. That's it. That's I don't culture, know if though. Brian Shaw is one of those guys that has a very long leash due to the impact that he's had on that program. And you don't necessarily have a fan base that's overly opinionated right. on who's coaching at Stanford. Why. So if you're if your AD's happy, if the school, the university's happy, um, with having uh, 
a POC, right? That's important too for Stanford to be extremely inclusive. Yeah. Um, not only in in action, but like from a uh, a public domain standpoint, like they want everyone to see, hey, yeah. we have one of the only minority head coaches in the country, right? And Shaw's our guy, and he's always been our guy, and he's going to have a a, a a leash as long as as long as he would like. That's so, and true. he's done some. He's played. I mean, he's he's coached a lot of good football. So, I, I think I don't think Stanford's opening up anytime soon. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's opening up anytime soon. Anyway, uh, check out the rest of our ESPN 960 starting lineup. We're going to talk kicking, kicking game, and the open competition that could be happening between Jake Oldroyd, Justin Smith, uh, and uh, Cash Peterman. Shoot, maybe even Ryan Rico. We're talking kickers. Brian Logan may be a part of it. Who knows? Uh, How much eligibility do you have left? Jackson Payne, 345. Let's talk about stats. The statistical increase, the statistical improvement from Jaron Hall from last year to this year through three games. Very impressive. Matt Brown, 405. The Book of Mormon recruiting belt is what we're going to discuss with him. (laughs) That's right. Not the Bible belt, the Book of Mormon recruiting belt. Why? Because there were LDS, Latter-day Saint football players, not only on the Oregon team, but also in the stands who were on recruiting trips listening to the F the Mormons chant from the student section and the crowd. Oh, yeah, I seen So to they it. heard that. I seen to it. I seen to it. On to, on they to heard it. it. Man, they heard it. I, man, that was Like, when I said they crazy. heard it, they and they heard it at the same time. That's yeah. why they heard it. it. They heard it, it, yep. Matt Brown, 405, <laughs> the impact that that can have. Uh, Dave McCann, 430, religious bigotry is alive and well. And then a defensive player or coach will join us around 505 after practice, get a practice update. Dustin Reichert, 530, former BYU, great offensive lineman. We'll discuss uh, the, uh, the the offensive line performance thus far through three games. All that and more here on the Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Brought to you by Built Bar, Built.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation of the nitty-gritty. So anyways, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty, always brought to you by BuiltBarBuilt.com. Delicious, nutritious protein bars, low in calories, low in sugar, packed with protein. Nobody does it better than a Built Bar. Uh, me right now, I'm loving the Built Puffs. Uh, if you don't like the Built Bars because they're too chewy or they're too, for you, maybe rich, uh, they do have a little bit of sugar. I'm low calories, low sugar, packed with protein, though. Then try out the Built Puffs. Uh, actually, I did a poll, and I think it was about 60% prefer the Built Puffs. If you haven't tried those, try them today, uh, and uh, you'll definitely like the Cougar Tail flavor. Okay, uh, Definitely love that Cougar Tail flavor. Use that Criddle 10 coupon code, Criddle 10, Criddle 10, Criddle 10, for 10% off a variety pack, 10% off your favorite flavor today. All right, so uh, I want to get into the nitty-gritty here with Kalani Shitake. He addressed the media yesterday. Uh, this was his opening statement as he met with the media. Well, excited for the next week. Um, you know, Definitely disappointed from last week's performance, but uh, a lot of things we can learn from um, after reviewing the film, talking with the coaches. Uh, we feel really good about our team. Uh, the guys gave great effort. It's a tough place to play in that environment, um, but a lot of things for us to learn from. And, and um, we, you know, I see it as a missed opportunity. I wish we would have played better, but um, it's important for us to learn and. and improve from this from that last game to this next week coming up against Wyoming um, you know so uh, looking forward to the matchup with Wyoming 
Um, really well coached team. I've known Coach Bull for a long time and, and have interactions with him. And we played against him in the first bowl game when they had Josh Allen. And um, just really in, in my interactions with him, tons of respect for him and how he does his job. And his team will be ready. They're tough. They're, they're, they're 3-1, and one and they, they've had some uh, on film. They're really big and aggressive and tough, and I think it'll be a good matchup for us. And especially from what happened over this last weekend, I think it's a good way for us to get to answer this challenge and be ready, you know, what we need all the time this week to prep for them. And I uh, was looking, at, looking forward to the game. So There you go. That's Kalani Sitake. Anything stand out to you from that? those comments below? Um, no. Uh, he sounds just somber a little bit, like, hey, irritated. disappointed, like, disappointed in the in the effort, disappointed in the execution, disappointed that it was such a, I call it a chasm of maybe talent and execution uh, that separated Oregon from BYU last Saturday. He, you know, he, he sounds like he wants to get, like, 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 it's almost like he's annoyed, mm-hmm. um, Wants to want, and, and it's almost like wanting to get back out there. Yeah, you know, he just wants to get out there and on to the next. Look, man, that's the best way to get over anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Like it's like a, a, a bad loss. Look what look what Oregon did when they got whooped. You yeah. know what I'm saying they got they got embarrassed and then they went back out and you know scored 150. You know what I'm saying like on to the next. Answer, on to the next. It's like you know what I'm saying you break up with your girl like psh, get back out there, man. Take some time, you know, watch the film, heal from it, get right back at it, out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what he kind of, it seems like to me is, is he kind of has that eager, that eagerness in his voice. Cause, cause usually he's, you know, we all love Kalani, man. He's, he's happy, he's smiling and, and he, he gets along with everybody. And so, you know, that answer kind of was like a little rush to, you know, to me is like, okay, yep. I know what I got to say. I'm just going through the motion. I'm going to get back out there. And, uh, you know, put this behind me. So when you experience adversity and failure in life, a la BYU versus Oregon, what's your coping mechanism to get back on the right track in life, in business, with fam- whatever it is, right? What's your coping mechanism? What do you do? How do you? Me yeah, yeah. How do you try to get back on track? Um, it takes me a, a minute to accept the failure. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like if I fail, I fail. Like I understand that, but then I have to. It takes me a minute to get to the point of why. Like why did I fail? Yeah. And once I figure out that why, then I can make the necessary changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is so why this happened. I failed because of this, because of X. So I'm just gonna make sure I'm gonna do Z next time. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's been hard for me, man. You know you know my struggles. Sure. You know, um, the overthinking and and uh, you know I would say you know overcomplicating things mm-hmm. uh, and not simplifying things. And, and so get into a place now where I could, you know, kind of put myself in a, in a situation where I'm talking it through to be fast. Because what I used to do was go, oh, I failed. Or like, let's say this, man, I got mossed, right? Like that 6'4 receiver jumped up higher than me mm-hmm. and grabbed the ball. Yeah. I could go, oh, there's three, five, four different things that, you know reasons why that happened, mm-hmm. and and that can kind of get you stuck. But if you say, you know what, okay, it was this reason and it was this reason. So when I move forward into practice next week, I'm focusing on these two things every day. Boom, boom, yep. boom, boom, yeah, boom. And that's what that's what that's what Doctor Manning taught us. 
Yeah, Dr. Craig Manning. We need to get him on the show to talk about how, how to overcome adversity and get Actually, back on the right track. That would, that would be good. And mm-hmm. you know the biggest thing, Ben, as I'm, as I'm thinking this through, and, sure. I, and I heard a couple of interviews, I think with, um, oh, my gosh. Forgive, forgive my concussion brain. It's okay, man. CT is real. John Beck, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I, I loved his interview, and it, it stood out to me the, the most because, like we, like be what, like we know how to win games. We know how to win big games. Mm-hmm. It's proven. No matter how much experience we have, how stacked we are, is irrelevant, right? Yeah. Like we know how to, we know how to win games. But this brought me back to my year, 2009, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? Third in the nation. We were 19. Boom, we won. Then we whooped Tulane. Mm-hmm. And then we got Yeah. I don't even like talking about Florida State 2000, 2009. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what he said resonated with me, which, which is this is the gap. Once we get to a, a certain threshold, like exceed expectations, we win these big games, mm-hmm. we don't know how to do it back-to-back. Yep. And and first, so then I started thinking, well, why? I don't think we've had many opportunities, right? Where we've we've been in situations where we have all the resources, or I, I would say all the all the elements to win games back to back. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think it was the first year since I since I was playing, mm-hmm. where we had the schedule that enabled us to have back to back opportunities, but then also those key pieces, right? So how could you – you can't train – You how do you train for that? Because what's going to happen – what happened is this. Think about Baylor mm-hmm. last year and then Baylor this year. Them guys – you know they were circling that. That's an embarrassing – that's an embarrassing loss. Yeah. You know when they came into this – that week, the Baylor week, they was like, yo, y'all remember – y'all remember last last year when we got embarrassed, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no girls text me back. I had to do homework. I had to go to class. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we not doing that. We're not doing that again this year. You know what I'm saying? And so now, going through this experience, let's say next year they have a back-to-back opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, once they get that big win, they're going to say, okay, like we, we got two seconds to celebrate and let's yeah. get back on it. Yep. But but again, the, the asterisk is, is are you going to have Jaron? Are you going to have these pieces? You know what I'm saying? You, you got, you know, four out of your, your, your five, all, you know, linemen are come, you know, came back this year. Are, you, mm-hmm. are those guys going to – you know what I'm saying? Like – the pieces that you got right now, they're not going to be there next year. So that's my two cents to it. Like that breakdown. One last sound bite before we go to break. We'll welcome in Moose Bingham to discuss uh, some kicking competition. What should happen with that kicking competition? Do you think there was a hangover, Kalani, from uh, the first few weeks having to do with maybe East Coast and then playing Baylor and OT that factored into Saturday's poor performance versus Oregon? No, um, I'm not looking for excuses, Kevin. I, I, I mean, this is we can play better, and my job is to get our guys to play better. Um, we lack discipline in a lot of ways. We miss quite a bit of fundamentals that I like to brag about that we're good at, you know. And it just seems very uncharacteristic of our team to not play their style of football and not to be. I mean, the guys. I'll be honest. They played tough and they were physical and they were. Um, they the effort was amazing, but. That's, that's not enough. You know, we need to play with better discipline. Um, we need to execute our assignments better, and, and all that falls back on, on me as a coach. And so uh, we need to find ways to get better as a team, and, and we did not do that last week. Um, but the, the schedule is how it is. We've been able to prep for it. 
We've worked with uh, with our training room and our, our sports scientists and our, our strength room to get our guys in as optimal shape as we can. I don't think there's a – the guys aren't out of shape. They look great in all, in all the games that we've played in. I don't even feel like they wore wore down. This this last game was a tough schedule. I mean, tough tough environment to go into. Um, that's, there's a reason why I don't think anyone's won since 2018 there, you know, and that's a tough venue. But um, we didn't help ourselves by not taking care of the little things. And um, I, the, the, the good thing is the the problem is that we wish we'd done better, and I wish I'd have done had the guys better prepared. The the good thing is that we can learn from it. They're they're very fixable. So uh, I I'm really excited to get back to it today and finding ways to get better as a team so that's the, the fixable things uh, it's there we can address them and so hopefully we get that done starting today all right there you go that's kalani uh one last soundbite uh, as this is an interesting commentary i think from kalani ben bywater in his uh post-game commentary mentioned that the three defensive linemen didn't give you the right alignment early in the game and that the halftime adjustments didn't work was that your assessment of the defense as well it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. difficulties here but we're going to try to play that we're going to play it on the flip side what do you say uh we'll play it on the other side don't miss it we're also going to welcome in moose bingham to the show get his thoughts on uh the kicking game and much much more uh don't go anywhere that was our nitty-gritty brought to you by builtbarbuilt.com delicious nutritious protein bars low in calorie low in sugar packed with protein Nobody does it better than Built Bar. They're building up the BYU football program with their name, image, and likeness money. Why don't you support them as well and uh, purchase some Built Bars or Built Puffs today? Brian Logan in the house. This is Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. Ben Criddle's life accomplishments include being a two-time conference champion, creator of the Ode to the Walk-On, business mogul, and every Cougar fan's favorite weekday sports radio host. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle right here on ESPN 960. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ed Criddle broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios, little J. Cole Band of the day, always brought to you by our good friends at RoyalArmyBrand.com. BYU Swagger to buy fans, for fans, stay loyal to the Royal Rep, the Why the Right Way. Purchase all your BYU licensed apparel at RoyalArmyBrand.com. Brian Logan by my side. 
Uh, appreciate him being here, Gavin Lee, on the social. We got Bryce Larson behind the glass. Uh, we're going to get into our question of the day in this segment, talk some kicking game as well, kicking competition. It's open, and uh, Ed Lamb is uh, allowing for others to to vie for for that spot. Uh, do I still think it's going to be Jake Holdreds? I do. I think Jake will continue to kick well in practice and continue to uh, be the guy at, at place kicker, but we're going to discuss it. Uh, also, I want to delve into our question of the day. Why has Kalani Sitake and his BOE staff been so effective at benefiting from the transfer portal rather than being negatively affected by it? Let's welcome in former BYU kicker. And, oh, excuse me, before we get out to Moose Bingham, uh, we're going to get out to Andrew of Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com, to tell us how uh, we can be more effective in the bedroom. Tell us, Andrew. Well, we can certainly help in that area. Really, when it comes to function in the bedroom or ED, erectile dysfunction, it's about the blood flow. Wasatch Medical, as you guys know, we use the most advanced, two of the most advanced forms now of acoustic wave therapy. Pressure waves repair the blood vessels, widen the blood vessels, improve blood flow. That is a great thing if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction. Yeah, if you suffer from ED, all you got to do is uh, for a free consultation, education, ultrasound, is give Andrew a call. Uh, and his staff, 801-901-8000. What does that uh, that appointment look like? Well, it's uh, going to be with a medical doctor. That's the first thing. It's an exam assessment and a test of the blood vessels, which is pretty cool. We give you a little gift that uh, will uh, give you a little perk in the bedroom, instant results. You'll love that. It's all free. And then basically you can decide if you go forward with treatments from there. Give them a call. Set up an appointment. It's a free blood, blood flow ultrasound, 801 801- 901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. WasatchMedicalClinic.com. They, they are also offering free testosterone with those treatments, which I think is a great deal. It really is a great deal. So many guys say, hey, I've got ED, but I also feel a little lethargic. The drive, the ambition is gone, uh, and the T will definitely help with that. It's free at Wasatch Medical. 801-901-8000. Thanks so much, Andrew. We'll catch up with you again later. Thanks, Ben. All right, getting into uh, a couple of questions here. Why is it that Kalani Satake has been so effective and has not been negatively affected necessarily by the transfer portal? Below your thoughts. Hmm. I don't. I don't think. Okay. A lot of guys at BYU, their their first initial goal in life is probably not going like going to the NFL. Okay. You know what I mean. Um, so if they, if they make it, if they get a scholarship and they're on the team, they compete and they don't make, I think that's, that's good enough for them. Sure. You know, at least when I was playing, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if it's, if it's the same type of guys, then, then that's the case. Um, I think BYU culturally does a good job of, of conveying that message to guys. Sure. And, and even though you're competing, um, you and you win. It does. It's, I've never felt like there is tension between me and my backups, or anybody else's backups. You know, like if I beat you man to man, like you still got my back. You know what I'm saying? We like outside of football, we still cool. Um, there, there, there isn't any tension or friction. Like on every other team I've ever played on, like I, I purposely couldn't get close to my my the guy that I'm competing with. You know what I mean? If, if, if the position was wide open, if I came in as a starter, no, like a returning starter, oh, yeah, you're my best friend because, you know, the you, only way you take my job is through injury. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. straight up. But 
at BYU you don't feel, you don't you don't really get that. So I I think it's it's more accepted to say, okay, I did my best, you know, and 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 you know, I came up a little short. I got next year. Sure. Whereas guys coming in, it's like that, that culture in other places is not the same. It's like you like with me, man. I'm like I'm going to the league. I don't care what nobody says. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to the league. Put your five seat. I'm going to the league, sir. I, I heard it. Like, I heard it time and time again man, in my JUCO. I'm not listening to you, right? Everybody, everybody in my JC. Third string going. DB going to the league. Third <laughs> string linebacker going to the league. And look, I was like, look, who am I to tell them no? Because I'm going to the league too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so. When you got that, when you got that mindset, I'm going to the league. You yeah. got to get to the league. If that means I got to transfer, then I got to transfer. Yo, sure. why you leaving, Pilo? Why you go? Why you transferring? Mm-hmm. I got to go to the league, man. Going to the league. All right, so. Uh, I like that commentary. Let's welcome in former BYU kicker, uh, VP of Sales for PrepWarm, PrepWarm.com, Moose Bingham, to join the show. What's up, Moose? Man, I am living large and in charge. I'm just freaking happy to be here. And the going to the league mentality is hilarious. Every team I played for, every single kid was going to the league. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to the league, and I know your fourth string tail isn't either, and it's going to be okay. Hopefully you figure life out before you hit that reality. No, no see, we, see, we, Brigham got we got mooses to tell, to like dr- bring people back to reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it, I love what he's there. At the, it's okay. You're not going to the league, and it's okay. Yeah. No doubt about it, Moose. Uh, tell me this: Why is it yeah. that BYU and Kalani Satake specifically has received more benefit from the transfer portal than been negatively affected by it? BYU will always receive more benefit because. People see what's going on in BYU, and they want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of a culture that's going on at BYU that Kalani has established. The other thing is these kids, they go to other schools, and they partake of the worldly things that they thought they once wanted to be a part of. And then they realize that BYU is a better place for them. They're like, hey, you know what? I can still get those things. I can still be at home and do the things I want to do or get an experience where I don't have to deal with the tomfoolery that's going on in the world. Like a kid like Gabe Judy, where he's like, Hey, I can go somewhere where everyone's really focused on football and not going out and doing X, Y, and Z unless they're looking for it. I think BYU, because of the advance of high school football, you're going to see more kids that if they're not having a good time at their school, they're going to want to come back here and play for a guy like Kalani and be in front of their home fans and the home crowd, kind of like a Puka Nakua where he's like, you know what? There's things I need to do at home. And I think I can be more successful at BYU. And a lot of these kids, it's their dream to be at BYU. It's a destination school for a lot of kids and coaches. Yeah, indeed it is. Uh, it is a destination school. And, and that's why, you know, you're always surprised if a guy leaves. I was looking through kind of the history of the transfer portal for BYU and, over the last three years, you've lost some some talented guys. I think one of them, Devin Kafusi, that one hurt, right? Herc Latu mm-hmm. ended up at UCF. Skyler Southam uh, entered the transfer. Austin Chambers, uh, Isaiah Heron entered the transfer portal and came back. Devonta Henry Cole was uh, was in, in the transfer portal for for a minute and went over to Utah State. But they've also benefited significantly from it. So uh, it, it's uh, it's a give and take. The transfer portal giveth and taketh away, uh, but I think uh, as far as the net benefit, it's been 
uh, significantly more positive than it has been negative under Kalani Sitake. Huge impact. Well, for sure. And the hard thing with the transfer portal, there's so many guys in there now that you have to choose the right guys to bring out of the transfer portal. You have to find the right fit for your school, and it's not just a grab of hodgepodge anymore. It's let's target our next guy. Let's use the NIL money that we can get together, and let's make sure that this is a great experience for both parties. Yeah, that's that's key here right now. The experiencing, you got to create symbiosis, and it's hard to keep everybody happy wherever you. Oh, at. you can't. You can't keep everybody happy. Um, as soon as adversity strikes, it's really easy to enter the transfer portal. It just is. Whether you're at the school of your dreams or at uh, a school that gives you the most NIL. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. matter. Like, sure. it, adversity strikes, maybe not getting as much PT, and ultimately the number one thing every player wants is the ability to play football. Go to the league. And, and then <laughs> have an opportunity to go to the league, right? It is true. That's priority number one. Playing time and then being able to go to the league. Got to go to the league. Yeah. All right. My, Moose, I want to get into the open kicking competition. So Ed Lamp stated yeah. on the coordinator's corner yesterday that uh, – this thing's probably going to have to open up, and Jake Oldroyd's going to have to win it each and every single week. Uh, if he keeps missing field goals, he's going to have to win it during the week, it sounds like. Uh, who are the backup kickers, and who's going to be trying to push for an opportunity to take over that the, the place-kicking job? So the backup kickers right now are Justin Smith. He's had some game experience, did really good, and then Cash Peterman. Cash played with our main quarterback, coming out of high school, and Jacob Conover, our main backup quarterback. He's out of Chandler. He's hit big game-winning field goals against teams like IMG. He's done a great job learning how to punt. Cash is our backup punter as well. And Justin is as solid as they come coming out of Brighton High School. He's a legacy kid. His dad, Courtney Smith, did a good job at BYU. He was a backup for Owen Poochman. And so these guys are coming in with a wealth of experience. But both of these guys are both redshirt freshmen. They're not upperclassmen. They haven't. They have some experience, not a ton. Not like Jake, who's been playing there since 2016. But Jake has had up and down. That's part of life. That's part of kicking. It's how you're going to respond to these ups and downs. I think this is a direct challenge from Ed Lamb saying, hey, we're going to open it up unless you lock this down. And Jake has a good enough leg. If he keeps his confidence up, there's nothing that can stop him, and that's what's great about Jake. I think the first couple times he was a little bit iffy is when you didn't have a Ryan Rico, and he was punting as well and doing kickoffs as well. Using all three of those movements, kickoff, punt, and field goal, is very difficult. I only recommend that specialists do two out of the three, because if you start doing all three, it's like giving someone a baseball bat, a golf club, and a tennis racket and saying, hey, I know you're swinging with all with your arms on all three of these things, but they're different movements. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can so see that. So I think it's going to be interesting what happens here. Maybe Justin can sneak in and take that job. Maybe Cash comes in, and sneaks in, and takes that job. Or Jake just does what Jake does, and he has a mental fortitude to get back in there and secure his position. Moose Bingham here on ESPN 960 discussing the kicking game and. Uh, also the transfer portal. Uh, Moose, it's uh, it, it's difficult because I think Jake Oldred has, has made plenty of kicks. Uh, he's proven himself as a, 
very talented kicker. He struggled with injury, and he struggled to keep his his job as well over the years. Uh, he's had battles with Skylar Southam. Uh, he's mm-hmm. given up his job momentarily to, I think, Justin Smith in the past. Um, why is it that he is finding a, a difficulty in, 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 in maintaining that consistency as the place kicker and kickoff uh, specialist? It's, it's a lot on a body, and when injuries start, it becomes more difficult. You have to kind of tweak things in what you're doing, and sometimes that has disastrous results. But I think Jake has done a great job for many years. But the hard thing is with football, with life, you're only remembered for what you did your last win, mm-hmm. <laughs> your last thing that they've seen you for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you can say the same thing for cornerbacks. If you shut down a wide receiver for a full game and then he caught the last two touchdown passes on you, you suck. And that's what the fan base will remember, not the beautiful blocking you've done downfield, not everything else, but they remember that one last play, and that's what's burned in people's minds, whether good or bad. So I can see Jake coming out of this, becoming a better man, understanding that life is difficult sometimes, and being a great redemption story. Yeah. If he goes that way and does that, if he doesn't, you have two guys that are chomping at the bit. All three of these guys could be best friends, but at the end of the day, you want that job. You need that job. There's a reason you come to college because you're a competitive sucker. And even when I was there, I loved the kickers ahead of me. Justin Sorensen, great dude. Trevor Sampson, all-time leader in field goal percentage at BYU. I would have taken their job in a heartbeat and not looked back or thought twice about it. And they know I would have. That's the difference with competing in college. I was laughing watching the – Notre Dame coach, curse out someone. Everyone's like, can you believe that? Yes, I can, because I'm competitive. (laughs) That's what happens in competitive situations. There's Mm -hmm. fire. you got to get after it. And I would see this quote from Ed Lamb calling me out, and I'd be excited at the opportunity to get back into the good graces. But what we got to realize, Jake's still a junior. We can have him again next year. Ryan Rico, he's a sophomore. Austin Riggs, he's a sophomore. We don't have one upperclassman in all of our special teams. Hobbs Nyberg, who's returning kicks. Uh, Talmadge Gunther, returning kicks. They're both sophomores. We only have a couple juniors, and that's Jake and Brenton Hogan. That's it. That's crazy, man. One last thing for you, Moose. If... <laughs> uh... Is there one guy on the roster that you just can't live without, that if he transferred, you would have weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth? <laughs> uh, probably Jaron Hall right now. I not named Jaron. Maybe, maybe anybody, not, anybody except Jaron Hall. Anybody, anybody. Na- oh, not named. okay. That's cool. Just my one pick. Throw it out <laughs> yeah. the water. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'd be pretty upset. Jake Robinson I like a lot. Yeah. If Keenan Peely hopped in the transfer portal, I may gnash my teeth, weeping <laughs> and wailing, gnashing my teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuka Nakua would be a kid, though, that I would be really upset because of what he brings to the team. Yep. I mean, Isaac Rex, even though he's just a sophomore, that'd be tough. I look for guys in potential. And then even Connor Pay, that'd be a tough one for me. 
Man, yeah. you what is today? Is today Depression Day? Why are you talking <laughs> about the transfer portal? I'm going to be a I'm little, just asking. see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. I'm just what asking the question. What inside information do you have, Ben? I'm just Don't asking the question. Path. Just asking oh, you the question. Gosh. I know. Okay. I feel you. Got me um, Got me all flustered over here, Benjamin. I, I will say this in the next in the next segment. Let's talk about stats. We're going to have Jackson Payne on to talk about the statistical progress that Jared Hall has made. It's been awesome to watch. Been loving him. Uh, just as far as his uh, his decision making, his efficiency, top notch. Definitely a future NFL quarterback. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Moose, always a pleasure, man. Great insight. Appreciate you hopping on today. Oh, freaking love both of you. I hope you guys have a glorious day. And go Cougs, beat those Cowboys. Hey, appreciate you, Moose Bingham. Uh, that's our question of the day. Always brought to you by Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. Go to rubiesin.com forward slash 960. Get 20% off your stay right there next to Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. Hike, bike, razor, horseback ride through them hoodoos. You will not be disappointed. Have you ever stayed at Bryce, uh, right there next to Bryce Canyon? Hmm. When do you go down where's there, that? man? Where's, where's that? It's just about, what, two and a half, maybe three hours yeah, south. Three hours? Southeast from here. Bryce Canyon. Is that, like San, is that like St. George? Look it up. Google that. Bryce Canyon National Park. Are you going to take me? Yeah, I'll take you, man. You gonna pay? I mean, when I say take me, I mean pay for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got everything. you, man. We got that. When I say pay for yeah, everything, yeah. I mean I don't got to bring, bring my wallet, right? <laughs> Not in the wallet, man. Just bring your hiking boots. I'm just saying, you asked me out on a date. I, you know what I'm saying? I can't. You got to be. Hey, I didn't pay. ask you. I just said, have you ever been there? You said, I'm going to take you. I know. I did say after hey, that. Break, rewind, the re, rewind, the, rewind the film. Rewind the film. All right. We're going to go break. got to be careful. Everything is digital nowadays, man. We're going to go to break. We'll welcome in Jackson Payne. Coming up next to discuss the uh, statistical progress that Jaron Hall has made. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios. Brian Logan by my side, Gavin Lee on the social, Bryce Larson behind the glass. It is time to talk about stats, and it's going to be brought to you by Orthopedic Pros of Utah, orthoprosofutah.com. If you are a high school football player and you're in the trenches day in and day out, it's imperative that you brace up prophylactically uh, the knees, the ankles, uh, the wrists. Stay healthy throughout the long and arduous high school football season. The healthiest offensive and defensive lines. Just win more football games. You can't win football games and win state championships if you're not healthy uh, at the end of the season. So make sure you take care of yourself and prophylactically brace up at OrthoPros of Utah. OrthoPros of Utah. Dot com. All right, let's talk about the statistical progress of one Jaron Hall. For, through the first three games of the season, uh, Jaron Hall has been awesome. And so stay tuned. We're going to get into that. Before we get into Jaron Hall, let's That's talk. That's second false start of the day, man. Hey, I apologize. <laughs> let's talk about the statistical um the statistical news in the ED world with Andrew Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Andrew, what are the stats? How many people, how many men are suffering from ED? Well, let me give you two stats. 50% of men over 50 have erectile dysfunction. Personally, I think the number's way higher, but we'll just go with that number. Here's another stat. 35% of men that take the pill get no result. And then 
almost all men get side effects. So it's not pretty out there. And ED, it's coming for all of us, guys. I hate to say it, but it is coming. <laughs> it is sooner or later. It's the the blood flow that uh, that 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 you suffer from, right? The lack of blood flow where it counts. So, what is it that uh, what technology do you guys have that can open up those blood vessels? It is called acoustic wave therapy. We have the two most advanced versions. Pressure waves go through the skin. It's only a 15-minute session, by the way. Repairing the blood vessels, widening the blood vessels, that is a great thing. So instead of a pill, we're really going to the actual problem, going to the root cause, so that you get some of that spontaneity back in the bedroom. Give them a call. Set up an appointment, 801-901-8000. What uh, types of numbers are we seeing as far as the efficacy is concerned? Those people that well, come in and, and have uh, the treatment done, you know, what's the improvement rate? Well, it's a great question. 60 clinical studies say 70% on the low side to, well, 100% on the high side, but maybe more like 90 or 95. And I would say we fall into that range. So three quarters of men probably is safe to say we will have you examined by our medical doctor prior to starting, uh, and that will give us a great chance of increasing that number. Call them today, 801 901 Thanks so much, Andrew. Thanks, man. All right, so want to talk some stats, Jaron Hall stats. Have you been impressed with Jaron Hall thus far this season, Below, Extremely. What stood out to you uh, specifically? Anything? His poise, his calmness, yeah. decision-making, very decisive. Um, the ability to spread the ball, which means he, he's, he knows the offense. Yeah. And... I don't like the term he's taking what the defense gives him because that almost sounds like he's playing um, safe. Mm-hmm. But so so he's he's changed my definition or my perspective on that on how I saw that before. Taking what the defense gives him is he's reading the defense and where the holes are at, right, mm-hmm. or or where the open guy is. He's giving the ball, so you see him go through his reads. I mean, he he reminds me of of, of Zach when Zach was you know at his peak, right? You could literally see the drop pack, calm, yeah. cool, pass rushes in his face. Obviously, it's been a good pocket, but he, you could see his head moving, right? His eyes moving, and then yeah. boom, the ball's out. And, it's, and I mean, it's, it's accurate. It's uh, it's it's on time. It's in it's in places um, where he's hitting receivers on, on in stride, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ball placement is, is probably the biggest surprise for me, but Overall, the poise, the calmness, and, and the leadership. Let's talk about their stats real quick with Jackson Payne, writer-editor for the Daily Universe. Jackson, how the heck are you, man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up, guys? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah, man. So what have you seen statistically as far as improvement uh, from last year to this year? Well, I mean, starting off, I think last year, uh, the, the biggest surprise this year from last year is having one more receiving touchdown this year. <laughs> Uh, if you had Chase Roberts throwing a touchdown to Jaron Hall in your bingo card, you're probably the only one. <laughs> but the the biggest thing that's jumping off to me, just looking at the stats, is I feel like you're seeing a lot more confidence in Jaron Hall. He's throwing a lot more than he did last year. He has through, through three games in 2022, he has almost 40 more attempts passing than last year. He's thrown for a higher completion percentage, almost 10 points higher. Last year through three games, he was about 60%. This year, he's at 69%. Um, he has almost 300 more yards through three games this year. His rating's higher, um, better yards per play. Or it's, it's, been, it's been really fun to see him 
kind of take advantage of drives, like like Bilo was saying, his poise, his ball placement, all these things that have really jumped off the page when you watch him. Uh, he's he, he's a legit quarterback. BYU has uh, the, the BYU has a lot to be grateful for with Jared Hall at quarterback. Yeah, one of the things I thought was interesting, and some people would think that this is a negative, but he had 20 carries through three games last year, 166 yards. That's a lot of yards per carry, 8.3. Now he's at 23 at only 63 yards, 2.7 yards per carry. What that says to me is he's avoiding getting hit and therefore avoiding injury, which is a good thing. I, I You need him to run on occasion, there's no doubt. And I thought in that Baylor game, uh, he, he may have needed to be, get more involved, and maybe the Oregon game he could have been more involved. But... The last thing I want is for him to get injured and get, and take hits. So I thought that was an interesting stat. Some people look at it as a as a negative that he doesn't have the same yards per carry, but that actually may be a positive. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. I think the the less hits Jaron takes, the better. And I'd be more concerned about his his running numbers and his running average if he didn't look as explosive or if his footwork didn't look as good. But I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him extend plays. We've seen him run for first downs. Get a 13-yard run against Baylor. Um, he, he's clearly the, the same runner that he was last year, and he's just had more opportunities to throw the ball. He's had less opportunities to get hit. And I mean, we've we've seen him with his ability to extend plays, to throw on the run. His footwork is is incredible. That's one of my favorite parts of this game is just the way he moves his feet. And you know, I, I think. He'll get chances for those chunk plays on the ground, but BYU hasn't really needed that thus far. Obviously, you would have liked a few of those against Oregon, maybe to stay in the game, but just the way Jaron's throwing the ball, I, I think that those rushing numbers are just irrelevant at this point. Yeah, Jackson Payne here on ESPN 960 talking about uh, the statistical progress of Jaron Hall in 2001. He was 58 of 85, 60% completion percentage, 561 yards, 7 TDs, Two INTs, a rating of 137.91, 20 carries, 166. In 2022, 77 of 122, 68.8% completion percentage, 827 yards, five touchdowns, one INT, 143.7 rating. Fairly impressive. And versus, uh, you know, if you look at the first three games of 2021 and compare them to 2022, what's the greater strength of schedule, do you think? This year? Well, I'm asking yeah, I, it, Jackson. It has to be this year, for oh, sure. Right. <laughs> You can take that one. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jackson. Yeah. You, you, you can chime in first. No, I don't have nothing to add on. I was, this year. That's it. I don't, I don't Jackson, got, I don't you agree? No that, do you agree with Bilo? <laughs> oh, I totally agree with Bilo. I think uh, the fact that he's had to do it on the road twice this year already. You already have your cross-country road trip in week one uh, versus last year. He had two home games. Lavelle Tulsa was rocking for both Utah and Arizona State. And, you know, the, the, the atmosphere was great for Baylor, too. But to do it on the road twice to do it against the defending Big 12 champion, to do it against Oregon, who I think we might have discounted a little bit going into the matchup, but we, we've now known, we now see is clearly a, a very dominant program. Um, yeah, he's, it's, it's been a much more impressive strength of schedule, what he's been able to do. And, and honestly, like I was going to get to this, but just the fact that he's been able to do this with limited weapons, with no Puka, with no Gunner, um, with a really limited run game. No Tyler. That, that's, a whole, that's a whole other discussion, but... Um, this is the most that BYU's ever needed from Jaron Hall. This is kind of the most pressure he's had to carry, having to make up for the lack of a run game, having to make up for loss of receivers. And we, we've seen him not only just ball out, but we've seen him make his receivers better. I mean, look at what Chase Roberts has done, Cody Epps, Braden Cosper. Uh, all these guys have been phenomenal in, in 
beating Baylor and uh, the the few highlights of the Oregon game. But Jaron's making his receivers better. He's there's that poise we talked about. There's more zip on the ball. He's making more challenging throws, and he's doing this with the most pressure he's ever had at BYU. It feels like. Jackson Payne, make sure you're following him on Twitter, Jackson5Payne, and uh, reading all of his stuff at the Daily Universe. Jackson, appreciate your time today. Great stat uh, uh, great stat uh, evaluation there. Loved it. Hey, thanks, you guys. Talk soon. There you go, Jackson Payne. Any thoughts, Below? He makes a really good point with the weapons. I didn't even consider that, especially with Tyler, right, being gone. Man. I mean, I feel like I just put Jaron on a higher pedestal than, you know, what I previously had him on. Um, but, you know, guys like that are, are special. Um, I don't like comparing anybody to Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but Tom Brady, you put, you put Tom Brady on almost any roster and the way he leads the team, but then the way he's able to distribute the ball based off of knowing the offense and where to go with the ball is, is how Tom Brady makes everybody look good. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and so I could see I could see a little bit of that analogy or comparison um, this year, um, and, and I don't know. You know, maybe last year. Well, never mind. I was gonna say maybe last year the weapons that that he had maybe took away from it, but the stats are the stats. You can't, yeah, and, you know, you can't you can't deny that he's gotten better. And you know, Uncle B made a good point that, um, and I think this may may have a correlation with. Um, the 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 lack of running yards is that when he's going through his reads, if it's not there, he's throwing it away. Sure. So instead um, of maybe taking you know tucking it and running, maybe trying to extend it and then running, um, getting extra yards. And I don't know if that's if on the stats if that's counted as a rush or what, but you know that that I I can see that correlation as well. That and and so instead of saying it's a negative, it's a it's an overall positive. One knowing that there's nowhere to go. Throwing the ball away, live to play another down, literally because he's battled through injuries. Yeah, great points, Belo. Uh, we're going to go to break. On the other side, uh, if you're trying to recruit the LDS athlete, better be careful about how you interact with uh, BYU fans, and I'd even say like Utah fans. You better be careful about how you, as a as a collective fan base, what you say, what you chant when you're in the crowd. And if you're going there, if you're chanting at the Mormons, you you may not have uh, there there may be an impact in your recruiting rankings amongst the LDS recruits. I want to talk about it with Matt Brown uh, coming up next of extra points. Get his thoughts on the Book of Mormon belt. Uh, That is I'd say that's the greater Rocky Mountain West region of Latter-day Saint recruits. We'll discuss it. I thought that was Missouri. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that, too. Matt Brown coming up next. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.